Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello friends and welcome back to the Psyche Podcast with Hannah and friends, I guess. Um, I've been thinking about a a gender neutral way of saying hello to um to you to you all um because I don't know who's tu- tuning in who's listening and there are so many one of the ones that I hear quite a lot that people have is y'all but I don't know that just not really a very English English one but I've I've kind of decided on friends um you know where well, this is the 81st episode in we've been going over a year I kind of feel like we're friends now hopefully um we haven't had that weird conversation about, oh, are we friends? Are we not? I don't know if that's a conversation you had in your life. It's definitely one I've had a few times because I'm a little bit socially awkward. Um, but anyway, friends, hi, and welcome back to this episode of the Psyche Podcast. Hopefully the sound is still okay because I've suddenly gone really quiet in my ears. Um, anyway, I hope that you have had a good week and that you enjoyed the two episodes last week. It was a C week, Chandler and Chris. Yeah, I really, really hope that you enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed both conversations that we had, and I am super excited to introduce today's episode to you, which I will get to in just a moment. But I'm also, I've been reflecting this week on the podcast, um, because I recorded an interview to come probably in the new year. And before we started, the guest asked me kind of what's, well, the point of the podcast was what we were trying to achieve, what the kind of purpose was, which got me reflecting back on the kind of statement and the kind of pre-recorded intro of the podcast, where we talk about informing, inspiring and empowering you to live a joyful, meaningful and healthy mm-hmm. life. And I just want to come back to those three words, because uh, when I was thinking about what the podcast was about, I, I'd really been thinking about my own personal values, which is an exercise I really encourage you to um, to have a go at. And it was really interesting because joy was not something that had really been on my radar before then. Um, but I realized once a massive part of my life that I really wanted to appreciate the things in my life that brought me joy and to have a joyful, joy-filled life. And so that's kind of where my set questions have come from, this idea of joy meaning again that's really important to me doing things that feel meaningful and, and impactful and purposeful whatever kind of word uh, resonates with you and then healthy I think for me often I think about that in in the mental space because that's been my own journey but I just think it's a way of if we're healthy in in whatever way and holistically we are able to show up more fully in our lives live more fully have the joy, the meaning and whatever, be happy um, or be just okay. So <laughs> friends, you know how I feel about, okay, I love I love the idea of just being just, again, we've talked about that before, but being okay and coming back to that calm place. So I've been thinking about these words again this week and how my life looks and how my life has looked this week. And it has been fairly joyful uh, just this afternoon, uh, so it's I'm recording this Friday. It's the 13th of November in the UK. Uh, not the warmest, um, but I went for a swim in the river at lunchtime, and I'd not been in the water oh, since uh, September when I did a sea swim, and it was cold, <laughs> um, but it was amazing to to get back in. I find it so grounding, so good for my mental well-being, and so joyful. Uh, maybe not in the the initial moment where it's where it's freezing, but definitely when you're there and you just feel connected to nature, and then afterwards that sense of exhilaration, I guess. So I've definitely yeah been feeling some joy in my life. Uh, meaning, I've really been thinking about psyche and what we're all about, and there probably will be some exciting announcements in the future um, about developments there, but. It's something that for me to feel that I am, I guess, being true to myself and living my best life or whatever kind of cliched saying uh, you want to go with. For me personally, meaning is 
super important any work that I do kind of career-wise I really (laughs) really struggle with motivation if I can't find some kind of sense of personal meaning so for me it is one of my kind of my key values um and I feel, feel like I've had quite a meaningful week to kind of reflecting on psyche thinking about some of the the voluntary uh work that I do and things I'm involved with so good and then health health um we are in lockdown in the UK again and with that the gyms have closed and that is something that I did struggle with in the first lockdown with maintaining that and I haven't been on my kind of same level of exercise as pre-lockdown but I have been maintaining some at my own pace uh, (laughs) varying degrees of success Uh, regular listeners will know I often mention my dog Hector he's a staffy and I've discovered I was doing uh, just the warm-up of Brazilian jiu-jitsu this kind of um, a choreographed if you like warm-up and straight away star jumps that's a game he wants to join in he's jumping up I can do about 10 star jumps before he wants to get involved and then I was doing breakfalls which is kind of um, I guess from sitting kind of rolling backwards almost like a rolling back sitting up type thing he wanted to get involved and chew my arm so <laughs> it's a varying degrees of success for the working out but actually that's quite joyful as well that kind of playing with him he's having a good time my arm's getting a little bit chewed in a, a safe playful way um not a dangerous way um yeah so <laughs> um I've been doing that and and just uh trying to focus a little bit more on my well-being it's the thing that I said that November was focusing on if you are subscribed to our mailing list um I send out a monthly well-being roundup and October I was thinking about being open to new opportunities I was thinking about synchronicities and all these things that basically from podcasting these opportunities that I've been afforded or things that have kind of fallen into place November I was really thinking about self-care and just pausing a little bit and thinking about what I needed and I guess these three things joy meaning and being healthy nurturing myself are the things that I need to kind of feel okay so that's kind of me kind of checking in and I encourage you to check in with yourself to kind of think about what your values are what the things are that are important to you and how are you on on all of those is there something that possibly your body or your mind or your soul is asking for um and giving yourself some grace and permission to uh to do that thing whatever it is whether it's swimming in the river at lunchtime or a lion or whatever so yeah that's my week and yes today's episode I'm super excited uh we have two guests for the price of one uh so we are joined by Sam Mitchell and Gina Mitchell so Sam and his mum Gina and so Sam has an amazing podcast called Autism Rocks and Rolls and actually Sam's podcast was recently nominated for an award and recently anyone who uh, has an awareness of uh, of autism autism research anything like that he recently had Temple Grandin on his podcast which is just wild is just <laughs> fantastic um she is amazing and Sam uh, I had so much fun having this conversation with Sam and Gina after recording we had a, a further little bit of a conversation uh, which was also really fun so I really hope that you enjoy this episode and definitely check out Sam's podcast but remind you of all the details of that and where you can find them at the end but let's dive in to the conversation now and I really hope you enjoy it as much as I did Hi everyone, welcome back and I'm super, super excited to welcome this week's guest. We've got two guests today, Sam and Gina. So welcome to the podcast and if you could introduce yourselves to us, please. Okay, my name is Sam Mitchell and I do run a podcast called Autism Rocks and Rolls and it can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, YouTube, LinkedIn. We're trying to put it on Pandora, put it on Pandora and um, it's it's all over the world. A lot of people are getting it. And my mission is to take the stigma of autism. Awesome. And, and Gina, do you want to introduce yourself as well quickly? Yeah. Um, so my name is Gina Mitchell. Um, I'm Sam's mom. 
Um, I am uh, outside of being Sam's mom, which is the most important thing to me. Um, I am a eighth grade language arts teacher. Amazing. I, what's a language arts teacher? Sorry, I just have to check. Because, okay. Yeah. Um, English. Okay, perfect. I teach English, yep. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's just a kind of language difference for the, yeah. for the name. So just awesome. Sam, so you, uh, you said your mission is about taking away some of those misconceptions around autism. So before we kind of get into what some of those misconceptions are, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about your story and what prompted you to start the podcast? Sure. So, so my mission is to, to some misconceptions are we sometimes think with when you have autism, oh, he's broken in society. He can't function. He, he has to live his parents for the rest of his life. Mm, that's not the case. The case is we can still do it. We can do it. And with proper motivation and proper resources, and we can do it to the best of our ability, and we will be able to make it society and get a life. Mm-hmm. And as far as um, how I got started, I was at um, a, a dance marathon, which is a Riley Hospital. Riley Hospital is big around here. But anyway, I, um, they interviewed my friend at the time, and I was wondering what they were doing. They told me to join Media Club, and they talked to me about it and say, join next year. There's a lot of projects in the work this year. So I was like, okay, cool. And then sure enough, I joined it. And then that's where I found the podcasting, and that's where I loved it so much. I, I even took the – and then I want to take the extra step and do it at home. So then I wanted myself if I could do it at home, so I got a roadcaster for my uh, birthday. And sure enough, I've been doing it since. Amazing. I mean, I also love podcasting. I think once you get into it, it's uh, it's so much fun. It's, a, it's, a, it's an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's, let's talk about your podcast a little bit. And I was just listening to some, and I have to say I love – the intro music. <laughs> I started listening. I was like, "This sounds, this sounds familiar." It's um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's intro music, isn't it? Yep, it is. <laughs> I remember Steve Austin's kind with the glass shatters, so that's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what kind of stuff do you talk about on your show? Um, sometimes I'll talk about relationships, anxiety. Aren't that really bad? No filter for me. I have no filter. I'll tell you what. Tell you the truth. I ain't afraid to do it. I don't bend easily, so I call it my way the highway. So it's either we do it or don't do it. There's no middle ground for us. There's no yin yang. Um, I interviewed some people. I've interviewed my mother, my father, some guests, and there was one about conversations and one about uh, exclusion. And one came out a uh, let me see today's three days ago about pop music. Yeah, I saw that one. I haven't haven't listened to that one yet, but but I saw that. Uh, so for anyone who's listening who, who kind of heard of autism but doesn't really know what autism is or, or kind of understand it, how would you describe autism? I would describe autism as a neurodevelopment disorder, but a neuro where we, where it's, where we can still function and cooperate and into society well and make it through. Yeah, it's a, like you said, it's a neurodevelopmental disorder. And it kind of has changed over the years. It's um, a spectrum. And the spectrum used to be very small where, um, you know, very low functioning, maybe nonverbal would fit. But then um, several years ago, they stretched the spectrum. And um, now, you know, they have Asperger's and they um, they have different levels now. So Sam is like the highest functioning, you know, that you can have. Um, so, but it's just, you know, people that have autism sometimes struggle with conversations. They don't know when to go in a conversation and when to come out. Um, you know, that somebody that doesn't have autism, I don't like the word normal and I don't even like the word typical. And you know, the laws of the dictionary. No, because I, well, I mean, it's okay to say it. It's a, it's an English word, but there's no such thing. Um, no such thing as normal. There's no such thing as typical because nobody really gets, nobody gets to decide that. I don't know how you would decide that. Um, but anyway, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. I hate it when I do that. <laughs> oh, I do it all the time. Don't worry. <laughs> um, oh, I was saying as far as, uh, autism goes, you know, for a person that doesn't have autism, to enter a conversation and to leave a conversation that doesn't really, for most people that, that, that doesn't have to be taught. You know, you watch that happening as you grow up and you learn. 
but somebody that falls on the spectrum might need help. Like if, if, if some, if a group of people's talking about something and they're not really interested, they don't know how to transition. You know, sometimes like, um, they might bust into a conversation and be talking about something completely different and everybody's like, Hey dude, we're not talking about that. So they have a very hard time with social cues and facial expressions and they almost have to be taught that. Um, yeah, separately. Yeah, and then people that are on the spectrum too are, you know, a lot of the geniuses and savants of the world, you know, usually are autistic. Um, so people that autist that are autistic are um, very very bright in what they love and what they're interested in, but then when it comes to things that are simple for maybe like it's so you simple and I, yet so complicated. it's so simple yet so complicated for them. You know, Sam has his driver's license, but he's not driving yet. We allowed him to get his license, but he just needs more practice and it's not, it's not clicking. It's not as easy. Um, but Hey, look at, Hey though. But he's, he, my, our family owns a business and he helps um, us put hay up and that has clicked with him. Um, his roadcaster, his podcasting, he can come down and do anything on it, but struggles with doing laundry. No, and, I wouldn't say laundry. Say well, you're laundry. better, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's better. But it's just little things like that, that, um, you know, like a, 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 a kid that's, a kid that's, um, that doesn't have autism. If they, if you look at their growth chart, it's like a slope. Like they start improving gradually until they turn 18 or however old. A lot of times somebody with autism, it's like a roller coaster because they might be really good at this, but then they're not good at this at all. And not by choice. It just takes extra steps to get them there, I guess. Thank you for sharing that. And and I guess my my next question is around um, maybe some of the most challenging things from what other people might think or say about autism so do you ever get any kind of negativity from people or hear things that are kind of you know not right about autism but they're kind of upsetting um it used used to i used to get really upset but now i just don't really care you don't like me, you don't like me that's your problem that's a you problem anyway that's not a me problem yeah I think that's a really great, I was talking to someone before this actually about something similar about negativity from people. And I think that's a great attitude to have that if it's, there's negativity, it's something about them, not about you. So I think that's just for everyone. That's a really good attitude to have yeah, towards it. Uh, something that's interesting, I know uh, in the UK, and I imagine uh, maybe is similar in, um, in the US, that uh, the people on the autistic spectrum are more likely to experience mental health problems. But have difficulty with having specialist support that people that maybe understand the um what it's like to be autistic and i know you mentioned about anxiety and i wonder if that's something that you've experienced or something that you found oh, oh yeah i have i have really bad anxiety i have to take medicine for it. i have to take uh, adderall for it so mm -hmm. it's it can be pretty bad if i don't have that medicine yeah, and most um, studies show that most people that have autism usually have something else. They don't just have autism. They'll have ADHD or maybe OCD or anxiety, anxiety depression, you know, things like that, just because I think of the brain wiring. Um, but as far as um, I know in the U.S., it, it's, it's kind of hit and miss, but um, Sam has always used resources and he's never been ashamed um, you know, being a teacher, I have kids in my class that are like, I don't want to go there to have the test read. That's embarrassing. You know, people will think that I'm dumb. And, um, and we've just brought Sam up that, you know, no. you're autistic. You're, that's it. Like, you're not dumb. You um, might struggle with some things, but who doesn't? You're not any different than me because I struggle with stuff. And so we've brought him up to recognize his autism and not ignore it but to embrace it and just be you no matter what like autism or not and so he's chosen that and i know for a fact that that has helped him get to where he is today um we were we never shunned it we never tried to hide it we never really painted a negative picture of it it is what it is mm -hmm. he has autism and that's okay 
that's who he is so yeah I think that's that's great and it sounds like Sam that you've got a really supportive family and a network around you and I think unfortunately that that's not the case for everyone who's on the spectrum and and I think less so in the UK and I, I could be wrong about this as well but you know that sometimes there are people who want to try and cure autism and so there's this drive to try and find a cure and like you said there's nothing you're not broken there's not something that needs that needs fixing and I don't know if that's true that that's possibly more of a of a thing in the U.S. than the U.K. I mean it could be and I still see people here that want a cure but I guess in my mind there is no cure well there's no cure but there doesn't need to be there doesn't there's there's no need for a cure for autism because without autism Sam is not Sam and his friends and people that I've met on the spectrum I would never want to change him I kind of want him to clean his room sometimes but hey, <laughs> not funny but as far as <clears throat> as far as changing it would just change it would change his whole personality and I would never mm-hmm. want that to go away so but I know what you're saying. There are people mm. that think this needs to go away. Like this mm. is too hard. No. I know that, but what's not hard? I mean, every, every kid is hard to raise. <laughs> there are no easy <laughs> children. I mean, there's always, yeah, yeah. Yeah. An angel. there are no angels. <laughs> yeah, I know. There is <laughs> I know that's the point. Yeah. So I guess, I, I guess that's what I'm saying is I know I completely yeah. understand what you're saying, but if there, there needs, nothing nothing at all yeah and I think that's a really important point to make and reiterate because I think that is one of those big misconceptions that's around that can be really harmful for someone who is autistic I imagine to hear that and to to maybe hearing a message of oh there's something wrong with me when like you said there absolutely isn't and yeah that's heartbreaking you know Sam made a comment today and I and I loved it that he said it even People that are lower on the spectrum, maybe nonverbal, or maybe um, in, I don't know, like they use a computer to speak or whatever, even if they're very, very low functioning, they have something to offer um, their society and the, in the world. I mean, they, that's just what I think. I mean, they're just, like Sam said, they are who they are. And um, I know when Sam was diagnosed, I kind of went through a phase where I was thinking, well, it was kind of a long phase where I, I was, was a short phase. Well, what I was talking about was I would want Sam, I would explain something to him and say, now think about it this way. And it was the way I thought about it. Mm-hmm. But then as um, he got older, I thought, no, I, I'm not going to walk eggs around, you know, like walk on eggshells around him, but I need to look at the world. Like he looks at the world sometimes mm-hmm. and I need to, like look at it that way instead of saying Sam this is the way to do it because it might not be that's my way Mm. but so that kind of changed things when I understood like oh that's that's how he's saying that that makes sense Mm. so did that help your uh your relationship because Sam you said that you're very much like my way or the highway so did that help for you to (laughs) to see things from Sam's perspective Mm. You want to answer that one? I have no clue how to well, answer that one. I mean, I think it just became very typical. Rather than, you know, great, I have a, a teenager with autism. It was like, great, I have a teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it and it it just was very Yeah, my way the highway it still exists in the South today. Well, the my way or the highway thing, um, what we taught him is, you know, you can have all the my way or the highway you want, but until you have a job and you make money, you have no highway. <laughs> There's no highway because you think that. just because you know, and, and he doesn't a hundred percent agree, but I, I don't care <laughs> because he's lives in my house. So, and we've, we've talked about that. Yeah, we talked about it, and he, know, and I'm kind of being like a smarty pants when I say it, but, Gosh, you are already. but yeah, I mean, I am already, but he, but, <laughs> but he knows, like he understands that. So sometimes like when he says, well, you know, I'm going to say this because it's my way or the highway. Yeah. You can say anything that you want, but you have to be respectful. And, um, he knows that. So, but this just, it's just teenage stuff yeah. that you have to get through. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes that's maybe uh, for a parent and I'm not a parent. So just from my 
I guess, teaching perspective. That's one of the challenges I think sometimes is separating the kind of just like teenage, teenage stuff, which is a lot. Oh yeah. That's hard to this day. It is. Sometimes I, I question myself whether I'm being autistic or just being a teenager. Yeah. Sam is, I used to do that. Like, I'd be like, oh my gosh, is he really struggling with something or is he just being a brat? I mean, is he just being like, he doesn't want to do it. So, but he, Sam has always been so intuitive and in tune to his way of thinking so like he just said it sometimes I question whether and he's able to do that Mm. where a lot of people on the spectrum cannot communicate with what they're thinking but he has always been able to say this is what I'm thinking this is the way that I'm seeing this and that has helped so much just so he can explain it to me Mm. um that's always been a positive thing it has been yeah and it and it seems like just you know from an outsider perspective just kind of watching you kind of you know talking with each other that you have a really positive kind of bond and communication which i'm i'm sure must kind of help with yeah, yeah. we do but she, she we do we do have a good relationship she drives me insane half the time that's just parents that's and what, teenagers i think that's just the, <laughs> that's that's what we do sam that's what i'm put on this earth to do well that you were well, you, <laughs> Well, again, you were raised by my grandfather, so and my grandmother. That's true. You have no genes. <laughs> I like that too, though. I like my community. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we do have a very, very good relationship, but it's very like I don't want to say normal or typical, but, but it's, it's very goofy. It's a goofy relationship, but it, he knows that I'm his number one fan in his corner to the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always known that, so. Um, and he, and he supports me too, you know, with the things that I have going on. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got, yeah, I guess two, two questions about, uh, autism. And I guess, um, one of the things that we've possibly touched on or not really that it's a spectrum. And so obviously if you meet one person, there's a saying, isn't there? If you meet one person with autism, you've met one person with autism because it's very, it's very different it's very individual but Sam for you what would you say is the the kind of the best thing about being autistic creative mind and a very um very creative mind and very obsessed in a good way you can be become obsessed with anything in a good way mm-hmm. and what would you say are your kind of obsessions the things that you're kind of really oh, into wrestling definitely uh <laughs> good times and laughter. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And who's your favorite wrestler? Oh boy, Mick Foley. <laughs> Mick Foley. I remember watching yeah w- WWE yeah. WWF a long time ago and watching uh, Mick Foley. <laughs> so, Sam's met him. Actually. Have you? I did. He was in um, Indianapolis at the toy pit at the at a toy store, and this has been within what two weeks, two years ago, a couple years ago. And uh, oh, he was just humble. He was a he's a very humble man. Um, really spent some time with Sam. I think from what we understand, Mick Foley um, is a big supporter of like autistic charities, and so we always hope when Sam does these interviews, like that he's listening, <laughs> that he will reach out to Sam because <laughs> that would just that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say, do you have an ideal <laughs> guest that you want to get on your show? answer Mick Foley <laughs> he wants him on <laughs> okay you have to like just like tweet him or something and make, you know, make it happen but he's actually from um a town about 20 minutes from he was born in the town uh we live about 20 minutes from so it, that's really yeah. cool so you've got like a local link and everything so I'm sure I'm sure that. you'll get there <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say then for you Sam is the kind of the most challenging thing Oh boy, what do you think of that? Um, I say conversations. Conversation is really challenging. Entering mm-hmm. and leaving one. Mm-hmm. And reading people's uh, body language slash personality. Mm-hmm. I think from yeah. listening to him talk and him telling me too, like um, in a situation like this, he's very comfortable and, you know, like just can do it. But if you put him in a group of his peers, you know, I'm too comfortable. He gets too kind of too comfortable, and he'll, and it's just a different age. And you know, kids are mean. 
I mean, you know, we, I am too. No. Being, well, but being teachers, we've seen it. I mean, mm. but I guess what I'm saying is, oh, you people aren't my friends. Got it. Well, yeah. Like if Sam, if there's just a group of people hanging around and Sam wants to join in, he's not a hundred percent sure how to do that. Now he's better because of the, um, because of the resources he's used. He's been in speech therapy for years and um, has had great, great people that have helped with helped him with that. So, um, mm. but conversations with with kids his age is what I've noticed. Yeah, well, who are just, who are just um, not really- Like just... acquaintances or people that go to mm. school. And they're not mean, it's just, so I think sometimes people are not sure how to take him. And mm. you, we, I know, and, I'm, you know, I think it's just an age difference. Mm. Yeah, I think, oh, I don't know. School is difficult, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, school is a tough time. That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know you're, you've got um, on your podcast, you did an episode about conversations, um, which is maybe a great one for anyone who's listening who is autistic and also struggles with conversations to kind of hear more, your thoughts more in depth about about conversations and their kind of challenges um and I also listened a little bit to um your episode about meltdowns and I think meltdowns again are another another thing that people maybe have a kind of a bit of an idea about but maybe don't really get them so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about about meltdowns all right okay so meltdowns are tantrums times a hundreds put that way so meltdowns I used to have them but I don't much anymore I don't think I at all actually as much I think rarely, but for younger people, I think a meltdown is when they're having a tough time being with the, um, when they're having an autistic moment, but instead of having that, uh, tantrum, it's a meltdown due to something that their behavior of a, of an autistic moment that they're having, like if they're, uh, if they're crying over there, not getting a toy, then that's a tantrum, but if they're like having a meltdown, like they talk to someone and then it just went kaploopy then that's a meltdown i think it's about control i think with a tipper tantrum it seems like it, it's more controllable like somebody gets their toy taken away you know like if you explain to them like you know i'm sorry that that happened but let's get your toy back i don't know like that's just let's some, get your toy back in a week or two or just it's just something that can be controlled easier because they're capable mm. but um, a meltdown is so many different neurons in the brain that's firing at the same time and there there's no control yeah or they're crying or they're having meltdown because they're sick i mean or something whatever they're melting down about if they're on the spectrum it's not just a like okay let's figure this out in 10 seconds mm -hmm. the neurons in the brain aren't going to calm down mm -hmm. for a long time sometimes and so it's 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 not controllable um so you know like i've i've seen I can think of myself when he was younger um, in stores. And one time the, um, the fire alarm went off in a retail store and it wasn't loud. It was just intermittent. It was, and it was just be like, beep, beep. And, and he couldn't, it was too spontaneous. And so, you know, he had a complete meltdown and I had to just leave the car and leave. But I remember, you know, people looking at me like, oh, do something with your kid, like you know, spank him or do something. But there was, there wasn't anything to do. I mean, he just had to get through that and with our help, of course, but that's kind of the way I look at it. Is that, yeah. would you agree? Yeah. Kind of like a control thing. Mm. There's a great, there was a campaign um, a couple of years ago from the National Autistic Society in the UK about um, meltdowns and I think they worked with a lot of uh, people on the spectrum to sort of get the the video right and and it was about someone having a meltdown and having a real sensory overload and actually that was I think in a like a shopping mall um, to really show that it's it was it was so much sensory stuff that this that it was a child in the in the video there was it was just overwhelming and there's something, um, I'm going to quote you to you, Sam, which might be a bit weird, <laughs> but this is from your, yeah, oh. from your meltdown episode. And you, you said it was 
like being in your own little world and kind of shutting down from the world and almost being not sure what was going what's going on and possibly not able to function and I think that's a really different thing from that a, a, a tantrum to get something that you want isn't it it's that unable to cope and just needing to sort of yeah shut down to yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a fight or flight thing <laughs> like that's yeah. what your brain will do I mean I I mean, I'm not on the spectrum, but I mean, when I was in college, I lost a 25 page paper I typed that I worked on for six months and my computer deleted it. I had a meltdown. I had like a full blown. Yeah, it's a meltdown. Meltdown right? Because maybe it was a tantrum with the, with the definition. No, but no, no. I, mean, it I was, think it, in that case, it was a meltdown. It was like an overload. of really changes. Couldn't control it. So that yeah. led to an episode actually. Oh yeah. Tell her that. That's really a cool story. So, um, the story is I was going to do 106 is daily changes, but it was originally supposed to be sensory issues or something else. Well, I don't know how, but somehow deleted and the whole thing was an hour's worth of work. And that's when I, melted down had the freak attack and then that's when the in the moment i turned into an autistic smoke because i just thought wait a minute this is an autistic moment right here what i'm doing bingo let's turn that to an episode into a replacement yeah that was an amazing moment like that's what i'm saying he's so in tune and intuitive to like what's happening and when that was gone i mean he had worked really really hard on it it was just gone and he did get really, really upset, but mm. I, I was helping him get through it and just, he stopped and he said, wait a minute, this could be one of my episodes. <laughs> I was like, yes, that's perfect. And so that's where that episode originated when something changes. People that are on the spectrum, it's really hard for them to like handle that. And um, I thought that was just such mm. a sophisticated way of thinking for him to be able to do that. Cause I'm not sure I could do that. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not <laughs> yeah. just trying to think if I could do that, if I, yeah, that would be, I mean, I probably could, but I, there'd probably be a lot yeah. of colorful <laughs> language. Um... Yeah. No, we've heard colorful language about 20,000 times already. <laughs> it goes around this especially. <laughs> yeah. I think it's amazing, you, you know, your show and, and everything you're trying to do, because I think, um, as as you've said, and, and Gina, as you've said, you know, you're really in, in tune with your your thought process and, re and really able to kind of communicate in a way that maybe not everybody who's autistic can. So you're really, yeah, I guess like a spokesperson for people who are not able to Speak. kind yeah. of, yeah. Nonverbal people, yeah. We have that on here. Somebody said to me one time, he was getting his... Uh, he was getting his uh, website together. He and I were building it. And um, somebody, I had some family and friends look at it and I had them fill out a Google form and I wanted to know, like, what do you guys think before we publish it and all that stuff. And one, a, a really good friend of mine, his son is on the spectrum and he left me a message and he said, the website's great, but I think you need to incorporate in there somewhere that Sam is the voice. Sam mm -hmm. is the voice for those who can't talk. And then I did that. I put that in there somewhere because I thought that is important that people know. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, that there are, there are people who aren't on the spectrum who are advocates and are raising awareness, which I think is really important, but to have people who can actually share from their own experience, I think just really can help people try and try and understand um so yeah yeah i think it's great you know what you're doing and you're kind of and you're enjoying it which is which is always good as well i'm on a blast with it yeah yeah i i always i hope um as far as so what far he, at least yeah the time that he doesn't enjoy it anymore that definitely you know but not be a hard day but eh, his, i'll find um, something else <laughs> yeah he's, he's i'm always gonna do some new stuff new adventures mm -hmm. that's always good to do that yeah He's uh, doing tell her about college. He's he wants to go to college, and he's still not sure what he wants to do. Really. No, I am. I'm going to uh, Ivy Tech to um, to get my general classes, and I'm going to transfer to Vincennes for either media, this or tourism. Awesome. Okay, awesome. you have more of an idea. Than <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, but you're a you're a junior, aren't you? Senior now. Senior, senior now. Oh, see, that's in that time from your first episode <laughs> to now, senior, which, um, yeah, I guess that's, so there's that the last year before yeah. college. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So it's like our final year of sixth form, I guess. 
I'm still trying to get my head around like the the names of all the years in the US education system. I don't really, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> so I have some set questions I ask everyone, but before we dive into those, I wonder if you've got any kind of final thoughts that you would like anyone listening to just to know about autism or just to remember. Um, don't down it and uh, don't down it and stride stride instead of uh down going down a spiral mm-hmm. yeah that's what i was gonna say is give people chances that's all you know the times that sam really give them redemption yeah the time that he um really struggled socially that's what he would uh, say myself now yeah but he would say to me mom i just want a chance like i just want them mm-hmm. to know who i am and they're not giving me the chance and i think I just think everybody needs to do that. Like, just, I mean, it sounds very cliche, but don't read a book by its cover. I mean, get to know that person no matter what, even if they can't talk, even if they can't speak, you can get to know somebody else, you know, in a different way. I mean, it just, I think people need to be more open to that. Um, The world would just be so much kinder (laughs) if people did that. Mm, Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. So I have some set questions for everyone. And so you can both answer these um, and see what you make of them. And so I ask everyone these and it's always really interesting for me because people just come up with all kinds of different unexpected uh, answers. So my first question is what brings you joy in your life? Uh, Family for me. Mm -hmm. Mine is Sam and family. Uh, So the second one is what makes life meaningful for you? Uh, What makes life meaningful for me? Oh boy. (laughs) Um, my, what makes life meaningful to me is, um, making an impact and making a difference somewhere. Um, I'm sure that's why I went into teaching, not for the money in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, you have it. it was not <laughs> for the money. Not, the same. <laughs> not yeah, for the same money. Here. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. But it was for me wanting to make an impact and a difference and, I just feel so, so good about Sam doing that as well. You know, he wasn't coached. He wasn't, nobody told him to do this. I mean, he, you know, really comes from a giving family. So I'm just glad that he kind of inherited that trait. So to me, that's what makes life meaningful is doing kind things for others and making an impact. Uh, what she said. <laughs> I can't do that. It's mine. Oh, fuck. Uh, leave a footmark, man. Leave any footmark or leave a legacy behind. Oh, that's awesome. There you go. Yeah, awesome. And I guess things like the podcast is great because it's like a real thing. There's a tangible thing, isn't it? Yeah. You kind of, yeah. Leave. It's an addiction. That's awesome. it. <laughs> yeah. It really, yeah, it really is. I, I don't know where, when you first started. When I first started, I felt a bit kind of... Ooh, a bit nervous about it and a bit embarrassed to kind of talk about it and now I'm like whoa I've got a podcast <laughs> just, I don't know if you were ever I was embarrassed ever, or I was nervous. embarrassed he just doesn't I'm not embarrassed it. I'm all like an idiot so okay yeah so um yeah my next question was two questions on this and so one of the big things that we talk about on the podcast um and we sort of touched a little bit on kind of uh, you know mental health from you know with, with autism but we talk about mental wellness a lot on the show and so my my first question is what does mental wellness mean to you uh, mental um mental wellness means um feeling well mentally and uh even a little bit of physically but there's no such thing as um in my eyes as mental wellness to me you're just well and you're leaving a mark and you're good in your own way yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. yeah mental you well- can't, yeah you can't steal mine <laughs> well i was gonna elaborate a little bit <laughs> Still can't do mine. What I was going to say is mental wellness is, um, yeah, like being well mentally, but then at the same time, just, just being you and being comfortable with that. It's if you feel well within yourself, as long as you're being respectful and you're not, you know, being a criminal and breaking laws and just harming people. Yeah. But I mean, as long as you are happy and you're not harming anybody and you're not uh like i said b- being respectful is huge in this family um yeah huge and then sam knows that that has been I taught, 
taught and has been taught to him from a very, very early age. So, but yeah, that's, that's what I think. It's just feeling good about yourself and um, being you. And then the follow-up question for both of you is how you look after, look after that for yourself, how you look after your own mental well-being or your own mental wellness. Uh, I can, I got uh, strategies and cope, coping skills. Yeah. And he really does. And a lot of times, um, you know, Sam and I talk a lot. Sometimes we have, we have a side by side. It's like a mini truck that, you know, we'll take, we live in the country and we take rides on. And a lot of times he'll say, Hey, do you want to go for a ride? And I know that he has Not all the time. Sometimes it's just, uh, just to hang out. Just hang out some fresh air. But, but a lot of times he has something on his mind. So that gives us a chance to kind of work through things. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I, but you have, you have to be in tune to it. You have to be in tune, you know, and as a parent, when you do have children, sometimes your well-being within yourself comes out, can go to the back burner. But I think that's, you know, pretty typical for that to happen. Um, but yeah, I think it's important and you got to keep it in check within yourself. That's for sure. Mm. And do you have, this is just a, a, an ad lib question I'm throwing in. So Sam, you mentioned about your kind of coping skills and strategies. So do you have a couple of different things that work really well for you? Yeah, the side by side. Um, and we have a hammock as well. I lay in that sometimes. Sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like the little things that he does. Um, Sam needs, can, can I tell her about the plan B thing? Yeah. Because I think that's really interesting. Go and ahead. This care. probably isn't oh, something I would think of, but you know, I'm not Sam either. Oh, but, you talked the stupid phrase. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Cake and eat it too. Yeah. He God, hate, that, I would always that say. That phrase is crap. <laughs> I would always say, uh, well, I'm sorry, Sam, but you can't have your cake. You need it too. Like, I'm sorry. Like this, that's not the world we live in sometimes. So he hated it when I said that. So finally, um, the, do you want to tell her about the birthday or do you want me to? Sure. Well, what was interesting was he planned a big 18th birthday party, but with COVID going on everywhere, we had to kind of cut down on the guest list, which he was okay with. Um, but uh, anyway, he was so afraid that that birthday party wouldn't happen. And there was really no reason it wouldn't. He was just weather. anxious. I mean, weather could have, but but it was very, the likelihood of that party happening was very high. And that's what I tried to explain mm -hmm. to him was let's look at a, like a likelihood, like a, like a, like a ratio thing. And it just wasn't working for him. So he finally decided uh, well, okay, if the party doesn't happen, can we do something else? And that's like, that a, plan, like a plan B. He needs a plan B. And I said, yeah, like, so we decided we would go get ice cream and go swimming and do different things. Well, in his mind, he just had to kind of forget about the party and only think of the plan B. And then if the party happened, then that's just like icing on the cake. So basically I get cake, but the icing's optional. <laughs> <laughs> mm. but i thought you know what you do what you need to do i mean and it's all the enough yeah. yeah i'll come up with a plan b yeah so that was how he was able that's a that he yeah he he's 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 a very good advocate for himself that this is what i need in order to function and in order to be successful i think that's a, a great strategy to have though because you've got your plan b is something that'd be great anyway that you'd enjoy and so then you're you're going to be maybe pleasantly surprised if the sort of the plan a happens but you're not going to be disappointed yeah. because the thing that's the kind of fallback is really good anyway and so by focusing on that instead yeah both good both good options pretty much so it's great yeah. rather than yeah potentially being disappointed you're potentially having like a an upgrade so yeah i think that's a great <laughs> mindset shift to have yeah awesome. yeah yeah. That on his own. It was awesome. awesome. So that kind of leads in ish to my next question, which is a bit of a challenge usually for, for people. Um, because I always challenge people to describe their own mindset. My mindset is to uh to make it into life and uh just live life practically. Yeah, I, I think for one me, day at a time, bud. Yeah, yeah, one day that's good. One day at a time. You know, my mindset is and of course it changes, you know, when you get older, I'm sure my mindset, if you would ask me that when I was 20 or even what 30 was your when you were 20? or even 40. Well, I mean, when I was 20, my mindset was, I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to be done with college and this is what I want to do. And then, 
you know, he was born when I was 26 and then it, and then when I hit 40 changed again. So my mindset is just to be, I mean, for me to be myself for, I know I've said that several times, but that's really what I live by is, um, I tell my students, you don't have to pretend to be somebody in here. Like this is a safe for anyone. Yeah, this is a safe place for you. Like, and so mine, mine is just to always be yourself and accept mm. others. Like whenever they're trying to do that, that's that's my mindset. Mm. Awesome. Uh, so my next question: uh, We like to leave the listeners with some tips of things that they can try out in their life that are going to have a massive impact. So you can do one to three each or all together. Uh, you can focus them for people who are autistic, if you like, or just general life tips, just one to three tips that you'd like to share with people. Um, well, I'll be right back. I got my shirt. Okay, three. I'll answer while he's grabbing something. I'm not gonna grab anything, I'm gonna look at something. Okay, okay. so for me, <laughs> For me, um, I think I think you have to take chances. And when I say that, I don't mean chances that you're com- not comfortable with. Um, but you can't live your life with the what ifs. Like with Sam's podcast, mm. he came to me and he said, "Mom, I think I want to try this," and I was a little skeptical. Okay. Um, I was, he was very skeptical or I was very skeptical and thought, well, what if it doesn't work? Then he'll be disappointed. And then this will happen and this will happen. But I finally had to stop and think like, leave, let, leave him alone, like let him do it. And so, um, that, that's one thing I can think of is, um, don't be afraid, like follow your gut, follow your heart. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I have said, I'm a teacher. I'm an out of the box thinker. And um, a lot of times I've gone to my principal and said, you know, this is what I'm, this is what I'm thinking about with a, for, a, for a unit. And he said, what? <laughs> like he's not understood exactly what I'm talking about. And I've had to like talk him into things to let me do it. And then um, I've had to defend my teaching a lot. Um, so, but I, I think you just have to take chances and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and at the end of the world. So that would be, um, that would be one thing that I would say. And then as far as for the autistic world, um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta give people a chance. If, if people like Sam are going to step out of their comfort zone and they're going to start a podcast, then you have to give people a chance to do that. Yeah. So that's what I think. Mm. I, I took a picture of the poster, so. Oh, yeah. So go ahead and read it. I love this. I, this is, represents my life, honestly. So try to represent my life. Think positively. Learn actively. Play more. Be yourself. Smile always. Love passionately. Live freely. Work hard. Shine bright. Dream big. Relax often. Enjoy yourself. Awesome. That's really, that is what he found that poster somewhere, and that really is like him. I was like, all right, we're keeping that. That's what he does. Or try to do. Yeah, awesome. I think that's, we we can always try to do stuff and there'll be some days where we're not positive or we're, you know, but then we can kind of come back to it and each day is a new day Yeah. type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got another just bonus question I'm going to throw in for you if that's right before uh, my very last question. And that's about COVID and, that, and how you've found that because I think it's something that, for a lot of people has been very unsettling and um you know and I'm wondering whether you know with your autism whether whether you found it particularly challenging or if you've got any thoughts around that or how it's how it's been for you what were your challenges um well first I think COVID's stupid I'll be honest we all do <laughs> <laughs> but um my challenges were um I guess this change, I guess, of like not gonna be like living this free life to like being confined in your house. Hmm. I was just gonna say there was no answer for him. Sam needs an answer. Like if something's happening, Sam needs Plan B. <laughs> he needs a Plan mm-hmm. A. Sometimes he needs a Plan C. Sometimes he needs a Plan and Z. We had nope. There was no Plan A. I mean, I'm Sam. I'm sorry. I cannot answer these questions because I'm not gonna lie to him and I'm not gonna, you know, pretend. So to say to him, I don't know, 
like the president of the United States doesn't know. Like experts that work at the CDC mm. don't know right now. And that was very hard for him to take. Not as much now, because I think they do know now. They're starting to know. Yeah. Yeah. Things have changed. And yeah, for sure. I agree. And are the restrictions where you are the same for everyone across the board? Because I know in the UK, when we were in a, a kind of more strict lockdown earlier on, there were some um, adjustments for people who are autistic so that they didn't have the same number of restrictions for staying at home. They could go out more if they needed to and i wonder whether there was anything like that or whether it was just the kind of same just stay in your house don't go out mm. there was no there they were no have. accommodations mm. um at all now now that they've here that they've learned more about it, it 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 isn't rules across the board each state's kind of doing their own thing even schools like a, a school district that's 20 minutes from us they're starting their school with e-learning only, where they stay home. Our school, which is 20 minutes down the road, is going back full time, like no e-learning at all. Mm. So it's kind of up to districts, governors, things like that to, um, you know, with some pressure from the federal government, I'm sure, but it's it's kind of each state's kind of doing its own thing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It just... Uh popped in my head to ask about COVID because I think that's something that has been a massive change and you know unsettling for for lots of people and so yeah I was kind of wondering around that so my very very last question for you is where people can find you online if they want to check out your website your podcast where can they find you Uh, so I said earlier but I'll say again it's on Podbean, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, YouTube, LinkedIn, Possibly going to put it on Pandora soon. And it's called Autism Rocks and Rolls. Awesome. And then is the website the same? Uh, the website is at autismrocksandrolls.com. Yeah, with S's. So autismrocksandrolls.com. And on his website, he has, um, he, you know, you can track his journey. Uh, we're selling merchandise now. We're selling um, autism awareness paracord bracelets, which are like real heavy duty bracelets mm-hmm. and then um we're selling masks covid mask that has the puzzle pieces for autism awareness um and then other merchandise is coming very soon um trying to think of what else uh, all of his you know he's had some pretty impressive guests um the uh, one guest he had was the do you want to tell her about the two guests you had which were really cool sure my guests i had were um armani williams which is openly nas first autistic nascar driver I've had my parents on. Surprise, surprise. I've had a man named Abe Shapiro, who is a neurodiversity leader at Indiana University, and mm-hmm. Simon Jumdar, who is an advocate for um, autism people. And he's from England. Simon Majumdar is on Cutthroat Kitchen. He's one of the judges, and um, he's a big advocate for autism charities. So we, Sam loves the show, so he emailed That's him, and he um, emailed him back, <laughs> So which was well, Sam. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, we'll keep our eyes peeled for the uh, Mick Foley uh, episode in the, <laughs> in the uh, future. That would, yes, that would be so That would be cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If you change yourself. You would be really excited. I would be. You? <laughs> well, actually happened. The thing is, well, if, once you've had Mick Foley on, like, where do you go from there? If that's the kind of like the dream guest, what's... Well, let's find other people, I guess. Can you tell any of the yeah. celebrities that you've got about the one big one? Nope. Okay, he's keeping it a secret. <laughs> oh, but so some exciting yep. oh. secret guests to Here come. So yeah, to so check out. <laughs> awesome. Well, good luck with it all. And I, I've really enjoyed, you know, the the little bits that I've listened to. Um, and we will link in the show notes so people can find you. And I will definitely be recommending your podcast. So my kind of teaching background is pretty much all <laughs> with young people on the autistic spectrum. So I've really enjoyed speaking with you both and I will definitely be recommending your podcast so yeah thank you for joining me all right we so appreciate it thank you for having us yeah thank you for having us on very welcome so thank you again to Sam and Gina for joining us for this conversation and absolutely do check out Sam's podcast I have listened to several episodes and it's great (laughs) and um I probably don't listen to podcasts as much now recording my own uh, as I did previously but uh, definitely um 
a really, really fantastic show. So I would absolutely recommend that you check it out if you haven't already. Talking about awesome shows or hopefully awesome shows, if you're listening, if you've got this far, hopefully you think we're doing okay. And I would love it if you would rate, review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. So one, it just shows up and you don't have to find it each week or twice a week because who doesn't want a slightly easier life? (laughs) But also rating review really helps us to share the podcast so that more people can find it. And think about that. If you can think of one person who you think would really enjoy this conversation, maybe just sending them a message and in the link saying, hey, check this out. That would be fab. We'll be back on Wednesday when we are joined by Tori for a conversation about so much stuff. Tori really graciously shares her story with us. Um, So I really hope that you join me for that. And if you're loving the show and you want to send me a coffee to help fuel that creativity, then we do have a Ko-fi account. Uh, So the link to that and everything is on our Instagram page at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching. Feel free to connect with us there. Send us a message. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, Or on Facebook, Twitter, we're across everywhere at the same, at Psyche Coaching. I hope you have a fantastic couple of days and I will speak to you on Wednesday. Bye for now. 